Chapter Twenty of Miss D. Dunmore Bryant by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty: Getting Ready for the Fair. Why don't you take the money you have made from the sale of dollies and buy more? Broke in D. After the matter had been laid before them and discussed for a few minutes. That is the way they do, isn't it, Miss Webster? people who go into business always use the money they make to buy more things don't they i know they do that is business papa explained it to me slowly and gravely daisy shook her head i cannot do that she said it is appropriated even d opened her eyes wide over this long word and looked perplexed while miss webster made a little cough to hide a smile and questioned can you explain to us daisy dear just what your plan has been d is quite right about the business part of it the custom is to use a certain amount of the returns from business in increasing the stock and in small business enterprises a very large proportion of the sum made has to be used in this way else as you can readily see the stock would be exhausted after a little miss webster had purposely used a number of very business-like words in expectation of questions concerning them but daisy's trouble seemed not to lie in that direction she evidently understood exactly what miss webster meant yet looked distressed but dear miss webster she said i cannot do that i went into business for a certain purpose i could never have consented to sell my dollies at all except for a very important reason i needed the money in fact it had to be earned and this was the only way i could think of to help but if i have to spend almost all of it in buying more dollies that will not be helping why yes it will said d promptly that is the way they have to do isn't it miss webster she doesn't understand business does she my father is a lawyer you know and i suppose it makes the difference daisy let me tell you about it just as papa told me suppose you had a dollar and bought ten dollies with it that was the way papa said they would have to be very cheap common little dollies you know but they do have ten cent dollies well and you dressed them up and made them look pretty so that they were worth twenty cents apiece and you sold them all then you would have two dollars and suppose you put twenty cents of that money away for tenths i always give tenths myself only i give it in money that is easier than to do it with dollies i think don't you and then suppose you laid away twenty cents more for a fund to use whenever you had to buy things for yourself you know and with all that was left you bought more dollies you would have let me see papa said sixteen dollies i think yes i'm sure he did and you would sell them and make more money and divide it and buy some more and keep on doing that and by and by you would have a large fund don't you see the name of that is capital i don't know why i am sure but that's what they call it and it grows but i can't wait for it to grow said distressed daisy I need the money right away all i have made and a great deal more if i could get it then you will have to fail said d solemnly but not without an undertone of satisfaction 
there was something very businesslike and interesting in the idea of a failure in business i know how they do that too daisy when they can't go on with their business and pay their bills you know why they just have to fail not always said miss webster who felt it was quite time to come to the relief of her sorrowful-eyed daisy whose lip was beginning to quiver sometimes there are friends who assume the liabilities d did you ever hear that word used daisy my dear can you tell us how much money is needed to be secured before you can make any further investment daisy turned grave eyes upon her and spoke slowly i think i have been very silly miss webster i did not think it all out beforehand i do not understand business very well anyway not nearly so well as d does and i wanted to help about the mortgage that was why i went into business i thought i could make a good deal towards it enough so that perhaps mother could pay what they call the interest right away so it wouldn't worry her any more but it seems it takes a very great deal of money and then it begins growing again the interest does or coming again i don't understand it but that is what ben said and there doesn't seem to be any way out of it poor little woman of business there were tears glistening in her eyes by this time and her voice broke almost before she reached that last word mortgage echoed d respectfully she had heard of those creatures only in the dim distance she had immense respect for them as creatures of great power capable of causing an immense amount of trouble she knew that men who were closeted with her father in his private office by the hour sometimes used the word in the gloomiest of tones if daisy had to do with mortgages she was getting beyond her depth privately she resolved to consult her father at the first opportunity i understand said miss webster cheerily and you want to save the thirty dollars you have made towards paying the interest that is a very thoughtful little woman of business certainly but then there is really no opportunity for failing because you see you are not in debt oh yes ma'am said daisy earnestly mother is that is the word that makes the mortgage yes i know but i mean you as a business woman are not in debt that is it is not the doll business which has made the trouble what we need is a little more capital without investing that already made how would it do to have a fair a fair echoed both girls at once yes a doll's fair a few years ago there was one in boston it was held in a large room and hundreds upon hundreds of dollies came to be exhibited there were six prizes given for the most tastefully dressed dollies and the neatest sewing i have a photograph of the room taken after all the dollies were arranged hand me that large book d at your right and i will show you the photograph for the next fifteen minutes both girls were absorbed in a study of the picture with its endless display of dollies of every size and style then they began to ask questions what did they have a doll's fair for who sent all the dollies what did they do with them afterwards who gave prizes and what were the prizes how did they make any money by it 
how could we get up a dolly's fair this last required a long answer the entire question was thoroughly discussed in fact the short spring afternoon was drawing toward dusk before everything was settled but it was settled at last subject of course to the approval of daisy's mother there was to be a dolly's fair in that very town it was to be held in miss webster's own rooms every little girl in town was to be invited to put her pet dolly on exhibition ten cents was to be charged for the privilege of seeing the dollies and daisy and dee and daisy's sister caroline and miss webster herself were to spend all their leisure time during the three weeks that must elapse before they were ready for the fair in making up articles for sale dolls hats and slippers and fans and parasols and sacks and capes and dresses and nightgowns it was certainly a wonderful scheme and daisy became so interested in it and so eager over it that she almost forgot the mortgage not so d she had not gotten both arms out of her street sack before she began at her father papa what is a mortgage a mortgage repeated judge dunmore generally speaking it is a very disagreeable and troublesome document to the parties chiefly concerned i know so much papa but what is it and what is it for why said the judge we will suppose that you owe me ten dollars oh dear said d i am so glad that i don't and you cannot pay me at present but you promise to do so at some future time say in a year giving me interest meantime for the use of my money you understand about interest yes sir said d i would have to give you six cents for every dollar that would be sixty cents wouldn't it that would depend upon the state you lived in each state settles what shall be its legal or lawful interest in this state six per cent is allowed i might be what is called a sharp man and take advantage of your wanting the money very badly and say to you that i wouldn't lend it for less than eight or even ten per cent interest but i do not believe i will for that is not an honourable thing to do so we will say six per cent that is six cents for every hundred so that at the end of a year you will owe me ten dollars and sixty cents but how am i to be sure that you will have any money to pay me within a year i must have what is called security something to secure me from loss even though you could not pay the money so you give me a paper saying that your flower garden for instance shall be held as security for me that is i have a mortgage on the garden to the amount of ten dollars and sixty cents if at the end of a year provided that is the length of time for which you have borrowed the money you cannot pay me i have a right to sell your garden for whatever i can get if it is worth fifty dollars and i can only get ten dollars and sixty cents for it that is your misfortune the money is mine and your garden is gone do you understand but papa said d with wide open eyes i shouldn't think that that would be honest to take a thing which was worth fifty dollars to pay you ten dollars that depends said the judge it might be worth fifty and yet there be no person able or willing to give that sum 
and i might need the money so much as to be obliged to make what people call a forced sale instead of waiting for a better time when some one would want to buy the garden at a reasonable price but i confess that i should not like to own your garden at such a price when i felt that it ought to be worth to you fifty dollars at the same time i should have what is called a legal right to do so if i could get no more for it and very heavy losses are often brought about in this way dishonorable people sometimes force sales and foreclose mortgages simply for the sake of getting valuable property without paying its full value do you understand yes sir said d with a sigh papa do you know what daisy has that is mortgaged and will there perhaps be a forced sale on that daisy has the mouse a mortgage to trouble her it must be one of the dollies then d explained the situation poor child said judge dunmore clearing his voice which had a husky sound it must be her mother's burdens which she is trying to help carry she is young to have so heavy an end to lift i think we must see if we cannot help lift a little must we not daughter oh yes sir we are going to we have been at work all the afternoon planning a doll's fair it is to be in miss webster's rooms and will be just lovely and we are to make things for sale miss webster and daisy and line and i mamma will help too i most know she will and the things will sell you know and there's the price of admission miss webster said daisy and i would have all the work so we should share the profits but i mean to give every cent of mine toward the mortgage wouldn't you papa i certainly should said judge dunmore smiling and at the same time fumbling in several pockets in search of a handkerchief that evening he went out alone and made his way with a quick step to the street where mrs bryant lived it happened that she was quite alone daisy was asleep for the night and line and ben had gone at miss webster's invitation to hear about and help plan for the wonderful fair which was to be an assured fact at as early a date as possible the judge was in no wise disappointed at finding the mother alone he had a very delicate piece of business to carry out and the fewer listeners there were the better he felt it would be for the success of his scheme it was not an easy matter to get at the situation of affairs mrs bryant was not one who paraded her troubles where there was no occasion but judge dunmore was accustomed to cross-questioning and to careful management by dint of much tact and patience he made all the discoveries he needed in addition to those which d had given him and before the steps of ben and line were heard at the door their mother held in her hand a check sufficient to cover principal and interest of that terrible debt and judge dunmore was the owner of the original mortgage instead of the man who was bent on securing the valuable lot for less than half its value only a transfer from one man to another mrs bryant at the close of that eventful evening owed exactly as much money as she had when it began yet her heart was lighter than it had been since the day when she was left a widow to struggle with her burdens d did not understand it at all she questioned and cross-questioned her father and you did not give her any money at all 
no indeed daughter it would have been rude to have offered her money that would have been treating her like a beggar and she is no beggar i don't see why papa if i owed a lot of money and you should give me some to pay it with i should be glad and kiss you and love you harder than ever i don't see why it wouldn't have been nice in you to give mrs bryant some judge dunmore laughed the child may take from her father he said what she may not want to from a stranger never mind daughter you will understand it some day i could not offer mrs bryant money because she is a lady and to have done so under the circumstances would have been rude then you didn't help her a bit did you papa she thinks i did i don't see how didn't you say you took that old mortgage yourself and doesn't that mean that she owes you that is what it means my child then papa won't you put it in the fire and not let her give you a cent of money oh no said judge dunmore laughing heartily that would be a very unbusinesslike way of doing it is purely a business transaction she owes me the interest and the principal and is to pay me instead of the other man that is all there is to it then i don't see how it is a bit better declared disappointed d who had felt sure that her father would make everything comfortable for her dear daisy father and mother exchanged smiles then her mother said if my little girl should ever be so unfortunate as to owe anybody she will find that to owe a good and honorable man who will not take advantage of her trouble in any way is a great deal pleasanter than to owe a bad man i shall never owe anybody a cent said the little girl with emphasis i don't like it i would never want to pay a man some money every year because i owed him and yet not have the money i gave him pay a cent of the debt it doesn't sound right just think of how daisy's mother has been paying and paying every year for ever so long and hasn't got a bit of it paid i never want to do that declared d this view of business set her father in laughter again but he sobered his face to tell her that he hoped she need never owe anybody anything but the debt which the bible told about and to assure her that mrs bryant should never be pressed for the payment of the money which she now owed him her fine young son will pay the debt some day he said i haven't a doubt of it if he lives and it is to protect his boyhood and to help him to be a manly man that i have taken the mortgage one thing had happened during that visit of her father's to the bryant cottage which d did not yet know about but which had been the source of almost as much joy as the transfer of the mortgage it was after line and ben had returned and the conversation had become general that the judge turned to ben with his question well sir how does the little machine behave are you able to make anything of it oh yes sir said ben with shining eyes it behaves beautifully does everything i tell it to as fast as it can and he sprang up and brought his treasure from its corner on one of the study shelves carefully removed the bright-colored bag in which it was hidden from the dust and setting it on the table began to write really said judge dunmore regarding it with keen interest 
you certainly do make it talk fast i do not see how you can have acquired such skill in so short a time then it is really of practical value i was skeptical as to its being worth much for anybody but our little friend daisy i could see how a little one like her might learn to write and to spell and to express ideas correctly and fluently by it but i confess i thought that a boy of your age and acquirements would soon discover that he could do more rapid work with a pen no sir said ben decidedly i can work pretty fast with a pen i believe mr reynolds thinks so but i can work a good deal faster with this already and i haven't used it so long as i have a pen judge dunmore drew from his pocket a blank sheet of paper folded and placed in a blank envelope i have made so much preparation toward writing an important business letter he said i thought i should drop into the post office on my way back and write it ready for the early mail what is to hinder this little instrument from doing it for me if i dictate will you write there was a flush on ben's face which mounted to his forehead but his answer was prompt and courteous and without more delay judge dunmore dictated a brief note giving directions to one of his clerks concerning certain packages which were to be looked after no word was spoken by the little group who watched ben's flying fingers and flushed face his mother was almost sorry for him poor ben had had so few letters to write how should he know where to commence or where to close he could spell that was a comfort certainly but perhaps he did not know whether dear sir should be in the middle of the line or at the end or where he had seen so few business letters or letters of any sort poor boy End of chapter twenty